Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available... On digital, Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Hey guys, it's Gwen, and you're listening to Glam Squad Confidential. Well, here I am in my home studio in Tribeca, New York. I mean, you know where I am by now, you guys. And of course, I have got my cohort, Mr. Travis Cronin on the mic. Oh, hello, Gwen. Thank you for welcoming us into your home. You know, I, I can't wait for you to be here IRL, Trav. I really can't. Me too. Me too. So soon. And you've got to come help me organize all of my makeup because I've just, it's like I live in the beauty closet now. Yeah, you're just drowning in products. I'm happy to slap some on my face, you know, take some in my pockets, help you organize. Oh, yeah, you would just take all the good stuff. I know how you roll. (laughs) You're one of the only people that I give the good stuff to, though. So, you know, I know you'll use it. I know you'll use it. Yes, I do. In this time of award shows and red carpet glamour, it has made me want to get my hands on all the prestige products. Totally. I mean, this award season has been the longest award season in the history of award seasons. Am I right? It's usually about half this time, right? It feels like it's like two weeks when it's really like two months. And now it's, I don't know, eight, nine months-ish. I mean, we are just barreling towards the end, finally, um, in, a, I mean, barely, little little over a week. I mean, basically, upcoming is going to be the Oscars, finally. I mean, we usually are, like, fast and furious and just gaining momentum all through that, you know, six- to seven-week period that's usually mm-hmm. award season. And now we've been dealing with it. For gosh, it'll be like four months, but I still get really excited about the Oscars. Don't you, Trav? They're, you know, the in arguably the most glamorous event in the world. Like there's the BAFTAs, there's the Met Gala, but the Oscars has that extra twinkle of prestige that we just live for here at us. Well, the Oscars are just, you know, it's the, the AAA of the A-list. Capital. And I'm, I'm always so excited to see who's wearing what, whose makeup is done how, like what the hairdos are all about. And today, Trav, we have a really, really super interesting and exciting guest who's going to like really take us behind the scenes of what really goes on at the Oscars and 
especially what's going to be going on at this year's Oscars. I know. I bet no one has touched more famous faces on awards night than this man right here. I mean, it's it's really true. We're going to ask him all about it. Hopefully he'll spill the beauty tea. We've got Mr. Bruce Grayson, who is an Emmy Award winning makeup artist. He is the guy who is backstage at the Oscars. His brushes touch every face backstage <laughs> at the Oscars. Bruce, how are you? You're too kind. I'm really well. You know, it's it's a little nutty the week before the Oscars, no matter, um, you know, whether there's a pandemic or not. It's um, uh, Travis, by the way, I'm just going to extend you an uh, invitation. You can come by and raid my makeup closet. Uh, oh, uh, closets. That's plural. Oh, fantastic. Uh, yeah. Anytime you anytime you like that goes out to you, too, Gwen. Uh, oh. I have far too much makeup for any one human being, <laughs> let alone makeup artists. I bet. Now you have been doing this. This is going to be your 20th year backstage at the Oscars. I mean, the Oscars have changed so much in those 20 years. And we're going to backtrack into that. But, you know, I'm sure the question that's on everybody's lips right now is the Oscars have changed so much in 20 years, but we've never seen anything like what we're going to see this year. So tell us a little bit about how the broadcast is going to change for for the pandemic, you know, for these pandemic times. Well, first of all, no audience. So uh, you'll all be clapping at home and don't feel like you have to clap through the commercials. You can just, just <laughs> clap for the show. And um, it's, it's going to be strange. It's going to be odd. It's going to be a small uh, crew, skeleton crew. And um, everything, every protocol, every precaution will be taken to run, I mean, the, we're, you know, this is my uh, fourth month. I did the Grammys a couple of weeks ago um, and I did the Emmys back in August. And so it's so different and everything's, we're learning with every show, but every show individually has its own set of parameters about, you know, how sure. we keep people uh, safe because that's the most important thing. You know, the Oscar's great and it's great to win an award, but really it's about keeping the celebrities and the crew safe. So. Um, and that, um, you know, uh, extends to makeup. So we, you know, the, the crazy thing about this, Gwen, is we've been actually, and I'm sure that you remember maybe five or six years ago, when the subject of cross-contamination was really on the agenda of every fashion magazine and a big do about it before this ever happened. So we've been sort of like the, you know, the World Health Organization. We've been preparing for this for years, you know. Right. You know? So how does it work with you backstage? Are you touching up presenters? Are you touching up people in the green room before they give their, um, you know, their their speech of gratitude to press? Like, how does it work? Well, you know, th- those are still things that are being worked out. There's probably not going to be uh, any of the winners there. They'll probably be, you know, some of them. Right. Are, I'm, you know, they're still they're absolutely still trying to figure this, what they can do and what they can't do. And uh, and that is because of the COVID, the rules, that, you know, that govern COVID here in Los Angeles. And so they're figuring it out as they did, as you saw, they did on the golden globes. Um, sure. But, but there'll be quite a few presenters. Um, it'll be much, it'll, it'll, it'll move at a, at a, uh, you know, a quicker pace, but not really quick because um, what I've found in production since I've been come back is you have to allow time for everything, you know, because we have to move in very slowly. So uh, in pods and stuff, they, they, everything happens a lot slower 
So it has to be considered and taken into consideration, although it is a live show. So, you know, but this is the best. I will say this, that the Oscar crew is the best crew in the in the world. Probably. I mean, there's no there's the the amount of professionals on on this production is uh, astounding. I know it. So in past years, what has it been like? Historically, like well, what has your job been for the Oscars? In, in historic, historically, people don't really realize that, but the, the, in my job as, as the department head of makeup, there's two. There's actually two shows running simultaneously. There is the, um, the performance part of it, which is the best songs, and, and sometimes even more than that. Um, sometimes it's a comic piece to set up a, a, a visual effects awards, as we did last year with uh, with Corden and um, Rebel, and we did uh, we did uh, Rebel Wilson, and we we made them up as the cats, you know, from Cats, and it was, it was a, you know, so. And then there is the huge openings, like with Janelle uh, Monet. We had um, we put we we slammed, I think, forty eight dancers, and they represented different movies that Janelle picked out, from Midsommar to uh, Little Women to, and we had to get all those looks together, so. You go down the makeup room and there is a storyboard of, of all this work that we had to put together. Uh, uh, they call me uh, Dolomite and, and make <laughs> and redo all those looks for that one piece and then roll right into the um, uh, performance for um, what's it was frozen. And we had the singing else, the international Elsa's from all over the world. <laughs> So, and, and, you know, it, 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 it's, I think last year was, was a show that almost killed me. It was like 80 something people that we put through makeup. So, and how many, so how many people do you have on your team for something like that? That was 21, 21 makeup artists. And we've gone up to 36, you know, um, at one year we did, uh, um, I can't think of the name and I'll think of a name in a second, but we did multiple big numbers, uh, that were huge and we we were we were stacked i mean you you couldn't even do this now in covid because there has to be distance between every table and every artist and you couldn't do it now but it was it's incredible if you've ever if you've never been it's like a fashion show on steroids you know so wild um, yeah so this year there will be performances right and there will be presenters who are there Mm -hmm. yes 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 so you're getting ready and you're going to have a team of X number of people. And then what kinds of PPE are you wearing? So we're, we're, we're wearing masks and uh, 95s. We'll be wearing shields and wearing actually wow. the glasses that I'm, I'm wearing right now. Uh, the audience can't see, but they're, they're the kind that have um, side um, blinders and sit very close to your face because what I've learned, it is really hard to do makeup through a shield because of the reflection. Oh. And so I, you wear, we wear black masks. I don't know if you've seen that uh, on uh, a lot of makeup artists are wearing black N95s because you wear a white mask underneath the shield and it reflects light up into you. And you're like, oh, and it, it, I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. It is really hard to do, to, to do makeup under those conditions. You're having a hard time breathing. But you know what? I got to say that I've gotten used to it now. So Sure. Uh, yeah. I mean, it becomes sort of second nature, it, but and it's, I can't wait for it to be to, to for the uh, rules to be a little bit of relaxed, but that's what we're going to be doing at the Oscar. Everything's going to be sterilized. 70 cent per alcohol is going to be our buddy, right. whatever we can't, whatever we can't um, 
sanitize between um, uh, makeups. Uh, we'll, we'll have a sterilite, which is a case that you, the sterilite case that you can um, sterilize stuff in, in less than 60, in 60, I think 90 seconds, you know, so you can have all that stuff, which is a UVC device is brilliant. You know, I mean, we, we uh, there's also um, an electrolyte water system for people that are allergic to alcohol that use that, uh, that disinfects things at the same degree as um, 70 separate alcohol. Every precaution, of course, hand wipes. We wipe down the chairs between takes. Um, uh, we use disposable uh, smocks, you know, so it's, it, it's intense, you know. It's so, so interesting. I didn't even know that there yeah, were. Oh, like sp- sponges and stuff. You, do, you can't have anything course. in the open. Everything's got to be in closed containers. So sponges, powder puffs, all this stuff, you know, we, you use them once, throw them away, but they yeah. can't even be, be out. And of course, the air filter is really important, the HEPA filter, sure. you know, to keep the, the carbon dioxide levels down. So, so wow. do you have any idea of how many people you're going to be working on this year? Um, no, I mean, I'll, that'll start, th- those numbers will start coming in next week. You know, we'll, yep. we'll get, yeah. we know that certain people are going to, will be there. And then the, the, um, the TBAs will finally be announced, you know, the lettuce on, in, in on the, uh, on the news. Exactly. Right. Um, and I want to know what products you use the most for these performers. Is this a lot of setting spray? Is this a lot of top powder? Is this extra highlight? You know, I, I mean, I'm not a big fan of setting spray. If setting spray is great for certain things. Like if we're, we're doing like a travel, oh, no, sure. you're going to do, you're going to do an underwater commercial. I would say yes. Okay. A commercial where you had to jump in a pool. I would say setting sprays, you know, but um, setting spray, I think is good for some people that, you know, obviously have, uh, you know, sweat a lot or compromise, uh, you know, makeup can't sit on their face, but not necessarily for, for, uh, do I know like a ton of red carpet makeup artists that use it because it is another layer and it's hard. And, it, and if it breaks up, you know, you were touching up, it's a little bit harder to touch up over it. Right. Yeah. Just absolutely wild. So let's rewind to like years in the past. Has your mm-hmm. team ever touched up like presenters before they go out there? Like who were some of the, like the people who were just like, they desperately needed powder before they were going out. They were freaking out. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it, I mean, there's, there's people that get very nervous between, you know, before a show and everybody, uh, you know, I, I, I try to be diplomatic and some people, you know, you know, when it, it, it's almost like a, you know, an out of body experience presenting at the Oscars, you're, you're, you know, they're, they're, I always say they're, they're celebrities, but they're, uh, and they're, they're actors, you know, uh, at, the, <laughs> at their core. And they're never um, been now speaking in front of an international audience and have their peers looking at them at the Kodak. And, you know, the, the people that they admired and got into this industry because of their work, they're staring at them while they're doing a speech, a speech. So it's really, it's a lot of stress. So, I try to be very diplomatic in suggesting stuff and th- saying, you know, I would really take this down or, you know, handing somebody um, blotting paper, uh, which is, you know, or and, and or powder, pressed powder. <laughs> and to answer Travis's question, translucent is what we use, you know, um, mm-hmm. uh, black, the black opal translucent powder is a mainstay, you know, nice. as well. As really? Some, yeah. Oh, yeah. That, because you, you, it doesn't go gray on darker complexions. And no flashback and, or anything. And no flash. Oh, my God. You know, I mean, if uh, when when I read that story uh, about the Makeup Forever uh, yep. loose powder. Poor Nicole and, and Kidman. I, and poor Nicole Kidman. And I, I, I felt 
so bad for that makeup artist because I've used that and but but had the time to react going, oh my God, there's there's a residue, you know, like and then and corrected it. But that was a live event and you know, I just my heart went out to to both of them, you know, because you know, nobody wants to do that. Nobody knows you know, it's never totally. that's just it's one of those occupational hazards that happen sometimes and um and uh, they're unforeseeable, you know. But that message got out there fast, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> what are some of the other like very specific products like that that you have used that you think real women should use when they're doing their selfies or they're going out for a big night out or like even for bridal when there's going to be a lot of pictures taken? Well, I mean, you know, a great concealer is is really the, the, the key to everything. A concealer that you've and there's so many great concealers. I don't like to say to anybody use use this or use that. But my one of my favorite things to do to brighten up the face is still the Touche Clay, I think that from YSL, YSL, yeah. That, yeah, that is a godsend. You know, you can really make somebody that looks tired and it's fresh. soft. It's soft. It's not exactly Travis. I'm, you're gonna. I'm, I'm, we're gonna get together. We we'll do makeup someday. <laughs> but uh, I can already tell. By the way, when when you are uh, you intimidated me. Uh, you did an interview with Tracy Cunningham, and I swear to God, it intimidated me how much you know. So <laughs> so I I I'm it is it is scary. <laughs> it is scary to, how much I've to, got to, in my to, back pocket. Yeah, to get in the ring with you guys. So, um, so uh, yes, the, so the YSL to me still is the, the quintessential touch-up tool. It's not too much. You can layer it, you know. And if you have to go for something heavier than that, I think that, you know, um, on the face, I love the Laura Mercier secret camouflage, which I think is still brilliant. I think Laura Mercier got it right when she all her concealers are excellent, excellent. Um, and then, you know, but, but the, the concealers that are now popular, I like, but they're, because they're long wear, you really have to be careful because you, you're in, in that moment, if you, you make a mistake with a long wear and you, and it doesn't blend properly, you're, you're, you're messed up. So, right. you know, there's some little tricks that I do that I love that I still do this today. Like, like blotting paper is great, but blotting paper can, in some instances, lift foundation. So, I did an old trick that it, it might have been my father or a great model told, told me. I can't remember. I t- uh, showed me, but you take a a, a a Kleenex and you divide, and, you, and every Kleenex is two ply, and you un two ply, and now you're in one ply, and you lay that down and pat it on the face, and you you'll see it absorbs so quickly and so efficiently, and then just peel it off, and you've taken down the shine by forty percent, and then you go in with your um, your black opal, or, you know, your translucent black, black or whatever powder that you like. And you strategically pat between, you know, right at the base between the nose and the cheek, which is always a flash point. The forehead just, I, I, I love shine. I just don't like people to look too shiny or too, you know, like do there's dewy and then there's, there's over the edge. Grease you know? sweaty. Yeah. And sweaty. Is exactly. Dewy, dewy skin that looks amazing in real life, in real life may not mm look, it can look greasy real fast under a camera right. flash. So that is a great, great tip. Right. Incredible. Great, great. So, and, and so if I have the time, I sit there, I'll, I'll, I'll take two plies and, and, and I'll put, put them in a client's bag. Or if, if I'm with that person, I'll take two plies and I'll have them done. Because I know that unless I know that that either foundation, what kind of skin, I've worked for them for so long, I know what their skin can take right. in the moment. But I unplied those two plies and I just take them and just blot them down. And like I said, if they powder is like the my my least favorite uh, loose powder and stuff. I always wait for people to get on set to powder them. Right. I don't really powder ahead of time because 
I'm not a big uh, uh, proponent uh, of matte makeup. You know, I mean, the, you, when, when the great painters painted, they painted highlights into the skin because it looks so natural. So you look at, you go to the museum, you see, you don't see flat you know, looking portraits, you know. Totally. You know? And so yeah. when you do apply that black opal translucent powder, are you using a sponge or a blender or a brush? What do you use? Is it different? You know, I, it's funny skin? because one of the one of the tricks I do like is using loose powder with a blender because it, a lot of the the, blend, the beauty blender, mm -hmm. which I mean, the beauty blender is a great one one of the greatest products uh, yeah. the device in the last. I mean, there really is it is the revolutionary product of the last eight years. You know. Um, so, um, Rianne, I know really, really well. So yeah. she runs the yeah, she's, she's, a, she's a buddy and a fantastic makeup artist. And so, um, she, you know, we take a little loose powder on that, um, beauty blender and use the wide end and shake it off. And you're just getting the remnants of powder rather, rather than the big load. You're Got taking it. down the load. You know, that's a great trick, by the way. And you and like then, press it in, right? You yeah, like press yeah, yeah. You, well, well, you don't necessarily have to press it in at that stage. You're talking about the foundation stage. That pressing motion absolutely is. It's been taught by the great Parisian makeup artists for Laura Mercier, for instance, you know, taught that you, 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 she had her own sponge that she would use. But you 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 really want to press it. They used to use sea sponges um, in the 90s. Um, I don't want to date myself too much. But, yes, they, 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 had de <laughs> they, they used sea sponges and they would wrap them. They would take a rubber band so that it was around, looked like a, a beauty blender. Uh, and they would press it into the skin so that the makeup and foundation and the skin would be one. And um, I learned that trick years ago. And, and, and Rianne, just, she just worked upon that trick and, and created the beauty blender, you know. So cool. Now, you yeah. mentioned picking up tips from your father. So your mm -hmm. father was also a SAG makeup artist, right? Uh, a, a, a IA makeup artist, a local 706 makeup artist. It's the, I, it's the, it's the union that covers everything backstage, you know? So, but yes, so tell us all about, you know, people just don't realize that this is, this is a thing. There yeah. is a, an, a union for backstage makeup artists. So how does yes. that differ from, what people think of as like someone who's going on a movie set or someone who's doing red carpet makeup. Well, I mean, you know, now we have a lot of people that starred in red carpet in the union and, and back and forth. And, you know, the career, you know, of a red carpet makeup artist is, you know, I mean, if you're lucky, you, you last as long as 15 to 20 years, but you know, most of them are, have that start in um, red carpet usually go on to do it as a, be a personal uh, in film, and then they have to join the union at that time because they work on a film set for most features, unless it's an independent, uh, that you have to be a union makeup artist on that set. So they get the best of both worlds, that, you know, and, and, the, and the really good ones because they love makeup. They love what they do, and they just want to get better. And you never stop learning in this. Travis, you know this. Uh, you never stop learning as a makeup artist. But you, you, oh, yeah. You, there's you, always you, a new trick and tip. You can pick up every week. always a new trick. So, so literally, um, to, to go back to your original question, my, my dad had so many colleagues that were better than him at certain things and would teach me their tricks. So I felt like I literally, like, I didn't, you know, like, I'd learned so many things from these old guys, like how to float a, a beard and stuff like that, but, but also simply about how to contour and I would you know, uh, with using grease makeup, which is, you know, uh, they, they do that a lot in drag, 
But that was something that old time makeup artists didn't even have great eyeshadows. It was only taupe, blue, black, right. and a brown. So they would make their own taupe with the you know with the shading color mm-hmm. and paint that down there and set it with powder and they could use that for a natural makeup for a lot of the things. Those were the first cream eyeshadows, you know. So it's it's just so interesting. And like, you know, when you're studying to become a makeup artist as you are, like don't you have to learn how to do prosthetics and like all these you, wild you things? Do. Yeah, you do. And I, and I did start in prosthetics. I started um, at, at Universal Studios on the tour show doing Land of a Thousand Faces. And um, and we'd make up, uh, you know, somebody into Frankenstein and Brides. But I actually was responsible for the Hulk um, and doing that makeup. And I, as I told you earlier, I, I realized that when after two weeks of having green makeup under my fingernails, I said, this is not for me. This is not where I want to be. So, so you know, my dad did like Lauren Bacall and, and – um, uh, what, uh, yeah. he, 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 he did some amazing, he also was John Wayne's makeup artist. Um, no way. And, yeah. And Kirk Douglas. And he had these sensa- sensational career. Um, did he work uh, on Spartacus? Who was the girl that started in big, big Valley? I can't remember her name. Um, uh, uh, she was either. a big, yeah, I can't often think about it, but, um, but he, but these people would come to our, our house. And so I grew up wow. around, I grew up around Hollywood celebrities and oh, you know, that was Linda was, Evans. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So. <laughs> oh, wow. That's amazing. I mean, it's just such um, yeah. storied history. But, yeah. But I always knew that I didn't want to be just doing film. So I, you know, I knew that, I, you know, because I, I, I grew up at NBC as a, as an apprentice makeup artist when it was in Burbank. And I used to just walk around stages and learn things and have these, these makeup artists teach me tricks. And a lot of them were you know, great, fe- great uh, female makeup artists that did the news because the news was at, at that time was like one shot. It, it's it's one single shot. It's a headshot. Right. It's, you know, from the neck and you had to get that right. But they taught me like you could, you know, they used to just test me and say, well, you know, you can do anything you want with shading. Watch this. You would use black minstrel, take it into the cheeks. And they go, she's never going to turn her face. Exactly. It's much more like great contour. Yeah. You know, the, the, yeah. So you, you would be one dimensional. Like yeah. Wow. It's, it's one dimensional, but they rarely ever turn to their sidekicks. They, they just don't do that in the news. They do it on CNN, but this in local news, it was a straight shot. You know? Now, did you ever learn, you know, other than that amazing powder trick that you taught us, but did you ever pick up any other like amazing beauty tips or hacks from A-list celebrities or big models? Do, do, do you, I don't know if you remember a, 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 a model talk show host actress named Christina Ferrari, but she was, uh, she, she was back in the nineties and she was locally, she was, uh, she did a lot of covers and she was beautiful, gorgeous. And, you know, it's funny because when you uh, when I was reading through the questions you asked, I thought this is one thing that I don't. And I actually call one of my makeup artist friends who I, I, I she's she's fantastic. And I said, what do you think about it? She goes, that's an amazing trick. And you'd actually it, it's a lip liner trick. And you know how you take red lips and you and you can sometimes draw them too straight in the upper the upper line. It looks one. Yeah, it doesn't have that feeling of a full lip. <laughs> it looks well, more like she, an open wound than a lip. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Exactly. Oh, back to the special effects. Um, but, um, but no, you take a, um, a lip pencil like in red and you draw little circles from the Cupid's bow to the corner of the mouth, little circles, like you're doing, you remember the, uh, uh, a compass, you know, the compass, the, the, you plant your finger below the lower lip and you just draw little circles from the Cupid's bow to the corner of the mouth. And same on the other side, you got to learn how to do it both ways. 
and also on the underlip and just make little circles. It, because every little circle is a circumference, it gives that full look appearance perfect oh. lips over wow. the line. And it's one of the, I mean, it is literally, it took, it, it, it took me to another level. You know what I mean? Like, like back was like, cause I was always scared of like blowing the red lips. You have to fill them in after the little circles or do you yeah, yeah. Once, once you have that liner, you can fill them in. Exactly. Yeah. Once you, but you just make it and you're, if you overdraw the lip line, you're going from little circles from the cupid tip, you know, around the cupid's tip to the corner of the mouth, do on the other side, lower lip, same thing, underhand little circles, because every little, it's just one circle meets the next circle, meets the next circle. Try it sometime, Travis. It's a, it's mind blowing. Yeah. <laughs> overdrawn lip. Yeah, yeah. But, but it, it's when, like having an overdrawn lip. It doesn't but, but look you think overdrawn. About it, you know, when you're when you're in circles and like a sketch, you, it, it's always going to be it's going to be perfectly round. It's going to be full. You know what I mean? So. Well, and it's just going to add that dimension. That that's what exactly. you're looking for, right? Exactly. Wow. Right, and then you can do as you will highlight above. You know, do a reverse lip liner. You know, reverse reverse. Uh, uh, concealer for so, so that you sharpen yep. it, but it works. It works amazing, you know. And now, are there any like since you are you've worked on so many faces? I mean, I can't even imagine that you could count the number of faces you've worked on over your career. Mm-hmm. Is there a from everything that you've learned with real women doing their own makeup, and especially for all these pictures that people take on Instagram? Is there a common mistake that you think people are doing? that you can tell them how to not do? Well, I mean, we're, you know, we're obsessed with makeup. We're obsessed with products. So, you know, I, I would love to, you know, I, I'd love to see women just go, you know, the, the great film makeup artists, the great, even the great um, fashion makeup artists know that you can, you know, it's easier to, to add makeup than take away. So always do makeup incrementally. Don't start with, you know, a heavy foundation, build into a heavy foundation foundation. Like I like to start myself with tinted moisturizer and see how much uh, uh, that way I'm luring their complexion as I'm putting on the tinted moisturizer. Then I can go in with the, with the a cream foundation over it and be diligent about where they really need makeup and let some skin shine through because it's that asset that, that you're trying to sell. It's your, it's, it's your DNA, you know, it's your, it's your exactly. calling card. Yeah. So th- there's that. And then I always think that, you know, I always, say to women, take your best feature and really build the makeup around that. So if you feel like your lips or it's your nose, your cheeks, you build the makeup around that best feature. And, 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 and by the way, psychologically, that is where I like to see women go when they're doing their makeup because it is a psychological change. You know, makeup is really changing your appearance. So you take that best feature, push it forward, whether it be your brows, your eyes, you know, um, that, Trick that um, rule still holds true. Oh, that's, that's nice. I like doing yeah. it in a positive. I like doing that in a positive way versus finding the really crappy things I hate about my face and going to them first. <laughs> versus finding the things that I like and building the makeup look around that. It seems like a much more healthy experience. Well, looking at your picture, Travis, I can't imagine that's a problem. You have a perfect complexion. My God, she just got it. He knows, he knows exactly. He, he bought that glow and I support it all the way. All right. This has been so informative and just wild. Bruce, you have been um, just a, a departure from any expert yes. we've ever had on, on the pod. So we're so happy that you were able to join us. Well, listen, I would love to join you guys again. You guys are super. I, I, and you guys uh, work well together, really well together. So thanks, Bruce. Um, I hope you act, uh, ask me back sometime. We can talk about some other things. 
Well, we are wishing you the best of luck for the Oscars on April 25th. We hope that you carbo load so mm-hmm. that you, you know, I can't even imagine how you must prep for that day. Well, you know, that's, yeah, it's going on a diet. It's one of the things that, because let's, let's just face it, the, the amount of calories that we can consume during COVID is, is out of this world. Yeah. That is true. Well, we wish you the yeah. best of luck. We can't wait to see what all the performers look like. You guys, we will have a new episode next week with a recap of the Oscars, of course. Until next week, please go to usmagazine.com slash stylish for more celebrity beauty tips and tricks all week long. And until then... Stay gorgeous.